Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at armyhistory.org. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The Custard TV Podcast. Hello, I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website. We hope you found this on thecustardtv.com. Otherwise, you may think I run iTunes and I don't. Um, Joining me today, as always, the one person you can guarantee to be on this podcast is Matt in the North. I am always here, always there to love you, always there when you need me, always there. I'm worried people won't know that's a song reference. <laughs> that is a song reference. We should say that right off the start there. <laughs> if, people, if people were born in 2000, that might have passed them by. We'll have to play a little snippet of it, maybe. Who sang that? Was it Elise Incogn- No, it was Incognito. Jocelyn Brown? Brown. Jocelyn Brown. Don't mix up Alita Adams and <laughs> Jocelyn Brown. They must fight through that every day of their lives. But yeah, uh, Alita Adams was the one who was going to get here when she yeah, could. Here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she was going to get here and Jocelyn Brown was always there. <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. And Matt. He's a professional. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV Podcast. So you're a big Easter egg person. Not really, but I read the story today about the cheese egg. Did you see that? Oh, that's so wrong. That's so wrong. It's like blue cheese flavour and you get like a cracker in it and and some chutney. Are you thinking that's the route you'll go down? No, because I don't like blue cheese, for starters. Are you also wondering oh. why you brought that up, then? Because I am. No, no, I just thought, I, I was just, it's in the news, I thought I would discuss it. I was just like, although I, um, I, I am partial to a hot cross bun, if we're talking about Easter oh, food. I, I had one like of them at the weekend, they're gorgeous. Aren't yeah, well, I've been sampling, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, the um, various flavours that uh, Tesco's have had this year. Off you go. This is your platform. If <laughs> ever there was a platform for this, it's a TV-based podcast. Rank, rank them, maybe. But no, um, there's like apple and cinnamon, which which sort of worked. There was like a berry one. Then they went to sort of like blueberry and maple syrup, which oh, was... Oh, no, they're trying too hard. Pineapple and mango. And, and the one mm. I just couldn't eat, it was far too sweet for me, was the... Um, Toffee and fudge and chocolate. Oh, that Christ. just didn't work. 
But what what I don't understand, and I think we have had not this discussion, but this discussion we're about to have, if you keep notes on what we discussed, I don't understand why they put apple and cinnamon together, because my thinking is that they're basically the same flavour. I know cinnamon's stronger, perhaps, than apple. Yeah, they complement each other. Yeah. I think. Well, you know, send us an email. Tell us what you think. (laughs) You know, this is what we're here for. Public service and all that. Custard TV reviews at gmail.com. And I did, uh, the uh, Marks and Spencer, they had a orange and cranberry one, which was which was all right. Ooh. Ooh. TV news. Let's do some TV news. In news, somebody was expecting Save Me, Sky Atlantic's uh, Lenny James drama, which uh, is doing well both overnight in uh, people watching it, you know, weekly, and it's done well on the old Skybox platform. Scuttle. Is it the most binged or the quickest binged? There's quickest. some sort of... But to be like... fair, there's only six episodes, so it's mm. not that hard. Yeah. Not that I've binged it all, but it's not that hard to binge it. 800,000. We'll talk about Save Me later. Um, we will do. And in news, uh, nobody was expecting. Uh, do you remember the awful singing show with Jerry Halliwell? I was going to be- bring this Beckett, up as well. <laughs> Rob Beckett and Gabs. That's coming back for a second Jerry. series. Jazz. Was, was that a hit? I don't know whether that was a hit or not. I just no, no. ignore it completely. It's probably but... it, but it's it's cheap to produce. It's a studio. It's Jerry's salary is probably the the biggest thing. And if if she doesn't want it to play ball again, they could probably bring in someone mm. of probably bring in Aletta Adams or Jocelyn Brown. See, linking it all together. I hope I haven't edited that out, because that was a good (laughs) thing there. And also, because it's 2005, uh, the BBC have uh, commissioned a dancing competition. Yay! Uh, This is actually the reason I bring this up. No? Okay. No, not quite. The reason I bring this up is because it's made by Psycho, which is Simon Cowell's company. It's the first time he's ever um, made a show for the BBC, or I should say his company's ever made a show for the BBC, and it is called, I don't know how long they took him to come up to, with this title, The Greatest Dancer, which I imagine has been covered by Elisa Adams what? or, yeah, or Justin Brown. that Sister Brownie Sledge? It is. We're all over sort of 70s and 90s and R&B acts. Written by Niall Rogers, because they do, Cheek do that as part of their act. I'm all you over come for the today. TV, but you stay, stay for the for R&B the Music trivia. West. Yeah, and, and with that, we, we're going to go west. Now, Gary normally does this. This is the section of the show where we talk about shows at the moment that are on in the US. Now, I have to warn you, and I have to apologise, that only one of the three shows we'll be discussing in this section feature a man getting injected with a drug into his penis. We looked for more. That was the only, yeah, we, only we, found one. We laboured in vain, as it were. Yes. In in veins. Yeah, in veins. Yeah, that was the joke. Okay. <laughs> Let's discuss them in in uh, Gary Goes West. So we got three shows this week. One that is currently airing in the UK uh, that is finished in the US. 
That's the second season of American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. The well, second... You got that the wrong way around, actually. I yeah, it's the, yeah it's, I don't know. It's The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Uh, then we've got HBO's Barry, which is a new comedy on HBO because it's HBO's Barry, uh, starring <laughs> Bill Hader. And then the third one is a new drama on FX, soon to be arriving on Sky Atlantic over here, called Trust, directed and exec produced by Danny Boyle. So I thought it worth a discussion. And is Barry coming to Sky Atlantic as well, did you it say? It is, yes. Yeah. I don't think it's coming as soon as Trust is, okay. but it will be coming because they have a deal to buy all of HBO's stuff. And then usually F- uh, Trust is on FX and that's coming to Sky Atlantic. And usually mm. Sky Atlantic is just Sky Atlantic stuff mixed with HBO and Showtime. Which of those three shows, which we will discuss, would you like to discuss first? Well, should we start with Versace's That's On? And yes. Plays into a little bit of news that um, another Ryan Murphy show, Feud, they won their legal battle against Olivia de Havilland, who was suing them for sort of defamation, perception of herself and others in the in the in the show. But yeah. that's been scrapped probably because she's 101 and she. Does... <laughs> she's like, oh, she I is... can't even be bothered. There's yeah, she is. She work. is 101. I'm not just making that up. Um, well, why yes, would you? So how far have you got on um, Assassination of Gianni Versace, right. American Crime Story? Let me talk about this. I have seen three episodes. Yeah, me However, too. if we weren't doing a ready podcast, I would be watching four now. Yes, um, me too. To an extent, if I had time, yes. Oh my God, you do that... have time because we this time we're using to do a podcast. So, that yeah. third that that third episode was amazing, Incredible. and that and the and the second episode had its moments as well with uh, Phil Collins in particular. Well, he wasn't in it. We should stress no. that. No. Can I just say as well, before we start on this, I have realised, I think I've known it but never said it on the podcast, I struggle with things that are based on real, with dramas mm. uh, that are based on real events and real people. Which which uh, plays into the next. Yeah, which plays well. into this. I know, I know a lot of people rave about The Crown. Mm. I've no interest in seeing it. No interest in seeing it at all because I think it would just be like watching people impersonate the Queen and Prince Charles and all those people and deciding whether they do a good job or not. And I can sort of let it go for the things that Jeff Pope has done, like Mm. Mrs. Biggs and uh, Appropriate Adult, because I don't really know. And Three Girls as well. Three Girls, obviously, yes. But... I, I really, really enjoy uh, the assassination of Gianni Versace, apart from, and this is going to sound awful, the bits with Versace Darcy. and Penelope Cruz as Donatella. I think Ricky Penelope Martin. Cruz, yeah, I think they're all doing fantastic acting <laughs> and really great. No, I mean, I like the actor. Who's the actor who plays Versace? I think he's I doing know. a I good job. I went to Google that earlier. Um, yeah, but... Um... They're not in it that certainly in the scene because it all sort of flits around and stuff like that. Yeah. And certainly in the scenes after he's died, the stuff with Penelope Cruz, Donatella, and Ricky Martin as his boyfriend, they're in it less. And I don't think it affects it in the same way as uh, John no. Travolta and David Schwimmer did in the O.J. Simpson series. No, no. Um, and I do. I think Penelope Cruz, especially, I really enjoy. I think I'm struggling to get over the fact that it's Ricky Martin, but apart from that. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I can could, I could see where you're coming from there. That's kind of an unfair thing to say because it's really the biopic of the disturbed um, um, serial killer Andrew Cunanan who, who is portrayed in this, we've discussed it before, by Glee's 
Darren Chris, who I find absolutely mesmerising and fascinating and toe-curling and all the things you're supposed to find. I just thought I could spend... And he is an absolute psychopath, and he is so, a dangerous so psychopathic and But I could spend... I don't need the Gianni Versace stuff. Mm. It doesn't need to be there for me. Uh, it could just be following him around, which is why the third episode, which took place before the events in Miami in 97, and focused on, I think, his third killing, and then subsequently his fourth, uh, was just so incredible, because it followed him... Um, around Chicago, it followed this elderly couple, and him being the elderly well, he, male being a closeted. He he was the like uh, industrialist, wasn't he? He was one of the most famous people in Lee. Was the fir- his first name? I can't remember his surname, but and you saw him at the start. His wife played. I thought she was fantastic. Judith Light in this, who we've seen she in stuff really like Transparent good. and things like that. Um, uh, she's like on a shopping network. She, they're both well known in the Chicago area, but he's, um, as you say, closeted homosexual. Has used Andrew as an escort before, I think, because they've got a previous relationship. But he sort of takes against him and, and ends up, as you say, killing him. Even though Versace's name is in the title, this one Versace doesn't feature in at all. Just go back to the second episode as well, which sort of focuses on the events sort of leading up to the Versace murder and uh, Andrew coming to Miami. You get his sort of uh, friendship, well, or sort of manipulation of this um, other sort of escort guy who sort of paroles the beach who... Is he recovering from AIDS? Is that what we're led yes. to believe? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew ends up um, seducing another old man and covers his face in gaffer tape and dances around to Easy Lover by Phil Collins in a very sort of... The gaffer tape thing is really unnerving as well. Yeah. It, it, he uses does that it again. during the yeah. third episode yeah. as well as, as um, the sequence. But that, just that whole Easy Lover thing, it did remind me of the American Psycho sequence with... Um, Huey Lewis in the news, I believe that was. But this is, I, I think this is a really good scene and it stuck with me. And then that third episode was just completely spellbinding. And it sort of explored how hard it was for Lee to cope with how he felt about men and, and just mm. like his memory tarnished by the fact that Andrew sort of, you know, put him in women's underwear and put gay porn mags around his body and things like that. And mm. It's just yeah, it is a I, it is a, a fantastically made series, I think. If this Andrew Cunanan character is anything like this creation mm. of Ryan Murphy's, then it's is a is a fascinating yeah. well, character. That I as don't know soon how as I finished sorry. episode three. I wanted to go and. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Google him and find out more about the person did you? that I'm watching. I didn't because we're doing a ruddy podcast. <laughs> but well, it is how ba- this is getting in the way of my everyday yes. life. It is based on a, on a book that was written about the incident and is adapted by... Um, Tom Rob Smith, I think he's called, who yeah. did uh, London Spy and is the partner of Ben Stevenson. 
the yeah, um, it's it's really well, good. Drama. And actually, Matt and I are two behind the BBC showing because they've got episode five on Wednesday night as well. Yeah, I believe all of them so far are on the iPlayer. If you just somehow missed it, but yeah, I'm. I know you said you've got time issues, which is fair enough. But I'm sticking with this. Yeah, me too. too. Me too. And I do think Penelope Cruz is doing a good job, and. Everyone is doing a good job in those scenes. It's just hard because, you know, they're portraying real people and sort of doing a, a take on them, if you like. And I struggle with that. It might just be a weird mm. No, I know what you mean. It's, it's sort of, it's the high, it's the more heightened stuff, isn't it? Mm. It's sort of more soapy. You know, you've got the big house. You've got, you know, the big dresses, the big hair. The stuff, but yeah. uh, there was sort. Of, they looked at the stuff with the feud between the two, almost with that fashion show. That was mm. possibly the weakest stuff with the like, you know, the size zero models and things like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is at its most fascinating when it focuses on Andrew. And I agree with you, Darren. Chris is is fantastic. I think both of us are enjoying this a lot more than the OJ. Well, one. What I should say is that all the criticism I've seen levelled at this uh, from specifically US critics. They seem to dislike it for all the reasons I like it. And in the case of the O.J. Simpson one, everybody liked it for the same reasons I disliked it. They liked the bonkers nature of it and David Swimmer and John Travolta and I hated all of that. Mm. And this is more centred in a form of reality that I can understand and get my head around. It doesn't feel so panto and hammy and I, I really enjoy it. But a lot of people think that the tone is too dark and they were used to the 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 more fun the ryan murphiness of it all the ryan murphiness of of series one who i don't think has as much to do with this just looking he's only directed the first episode and he's not written any of it it's all tom rob smith adapting this book so you know i don't i think he's had a minimal influence over this whereas like the oj one he directed half of the series um, and as so, we discussed, uh, I think we discussed a few weeks ago on the podcast, Ryan Murphy being sort of taken under Netflix's wing, these shows are going to continue with without him sort of thing. And if mm. this is what it's like without him, then I'm looking forward to the rest of the American crime stories. So HBO's Barry or Sky or... Um, well, we'll FX's... continue with Trust because that sort of fits yeah. in nicely yeah. to this. Do you want to set this one up? Uh, not particularly, but I will. Off you uh, go. <laughs> so this is um, a ten-part, ten-parter, I think. I feel like yeah, yes. I don't know. Yes, 100%. based around um, now. This is interesting because we've had the film All the Money in the World, which was uh, based around exactly the same story of the kidnapping of um, John Paul Getty the Third, who mm-hmm. was the grandson of uh, John Paul Getty the. Um, the oil industrialist um, who um, had, as the film suggested, all the money in the world. But the 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 story goes that he wouldn't pay the ransom that the kidnappers were um, were wanted. After. Basically, after this first episode, basically introduces us to the world of uh, the Gettys. It's written and created by Simon Beaufoy, who um, wrote The Full Monty and has written several films for. Uh, Danny Boyle, who directs this. Donald Sutherland is playing Getty here, and he's presented as this sort of 
how would you describe it? He's, I mean, he's got this like harem of women who sort of follow mm. him around. Like, um, Anna Chancellor is the only one I recognise. As you alluded to off the top, um, to uh, perform in in bed because he has a uh, a malfunction in um, <laughs> in one of oh, the. Oh, it's like Gary's here. Yeah, in, in one of the um, in, during his performance. In one of the with, encounters. Yeah, during his yeah. performance with one of his uh, female friends. So he has. Um, a doctor come to him and inject him basically and and he also gets aroused by his butler reading him uh, erotic stories it starts with the um suicide of one of getty's sons do you remember the name of the son that kills himself oh, with the God. i only saw this yesterday yeah kills himself with a fork doesn't he a lot of his sons seem to have drug issues and and the son who kills a himself massive disappointment to massive disappointment getty. to him the father of the grandson who gets kidnapped, he wants to sort of get back into the business, but he's seen as weak by his father. Then the grandson comes on the scene. He's a bit of a hippie. He um, is also after money. He owes like six grand to the Italian mob. The grandfather seems to take him under his wing to start off with. We get this sequence where he explains the sort of the Getty Empire and everything like that and the trust. Um, mm. But then he, he sort of sends him on his way after learning that he posed for what is essentially was Playgirl, um, and it ends with the with the kidnapping with um, mm. with the John Paul Getty the Third um, being kidnapped in Rome. This I thought worthy of discussion. It's big budget. It's directed by Danny Boyle, who doesn't do a lot of TV, and it is the direction that I noticed initially, specifically in that first opening scene where we see um, John's son killing himself with the garden fork in the garage while people look on convincing him to open the door and not do it. That was really mm. well... Ex- <laughs> I was going to use the phrase yes. well executed there, which works on so many levels. Yeah, it was really well done. And it's a world that I'm not really familiar with. I hadn't seen the film All the Money in the World, but unlike the American Crime Story... I didn't get to the end of this and feel like I need to watch episode two. And that is how I feel that a pilot should make you feel. I enjoyed it while I was watching. I thought all the performances were were good. But I just obviously wasn't as connected to it as I thought because i got to wait a week for another one and I don't know how invested I feel in the rest. And I don't know whether I bought Harris Dickinson as this 16-year-old. Mm. That was another mm. thing I said. Yeah, with. yeah, no, I agree. When he I said I'm 16 at the end, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, it's it's not something that was presumably on your radar. I asked you to watch it for purposes of this very podcast. How did you feel? Was it This was long as well. It was mm. an hour and a bit. Did it feel a slog for you? Yes. I really struggled with this. It feels like when filmmakers try and do tv a lot of the time they struggle and it has that sort of filmic look that me and you both have issues with in that you feel like mm. distance from it yeah and yeah. i felt distant from this what i will say as well is that this just felt like a complete like fantasy world i mean it was yeah. i had no idea it was meant to be england even when they were on the on the oil rigs and he was showing him round that it just felt mm. completely 
anotherworldly. There was that weird scene where he brought like a lioness in to sort of frighten yeah. all of his girlfriends. That yeah. I, it reminded me. That I I didn't think Donald Sutherland was particularly great in this role. I mean, I I, I understand that they wanted to show like the idiosyncrasies of the character and his sort of uh, weaker side and his more vulnerable nature. But I just, I didn't believe him in the role. I didn't really like him in this. I liked Anna Chancellor as his sort of head woman, almost. She's a, she's a reliable pair of hands yeah. for most things. And apparently, though, so. as it goes on, um, Brendan Fraser is very good in it. I read a review. We saw him, we saw him briefly. Did we? At the, fu- at the funeral in All a right. cowboy hat, yeah. Okay, but he sort of has a bigger role in it as the as the story progresses, and Hilary Swank as well. I think as it went on, after they had the funeral and everything like that, it did get better, and I did like... My favourite bit was when he was going through the trust and how he reinvested all his money yeah, and stuff was, like that. Yeah, it was a quick, snappy piece, yeah, though, wasn't edited, it? Yeah, well edited yeah. together and things like that. And I, I liked the relationship between the two of them. I think that was my favourite thing, because you did mm. get to see a bit of his but human... You, well, that's side. the only bit of that you'll see now, because obviously he's... Yeah, he's exactly. kidnapped or... And the, the bits I liked were few and far between, and I found mm. a lot of it quite dull. And as mm. we said, we find it hard to sort of connect to some worlds like this, where yeah. it is very opulent. And I think the fact that it's done by Danny Boyle, who is used to directing big screen stuff rather than tv may like took me out of it a little bit as well mm, so TV. and i do like danny boyle as a director as well i i have yeah. liked the majority of his films it, it, i mean i really like 127 hours i liked yeah. trance the steve jobs film but here For me, I... it was it was more that it was more as always it is with me it's the characters and the story and I didn't latch on to anyone, and I sort of got to the end, and it ended with, as you say, the kidnapping and the the bag being so placed. So it was over. a well, well, another well yeah. orchestrated scene. Yeah. But I got to the end, and I thought, if this was on a streaming service, would I go and check my email or do some work, or would I continue on to Rep Two? And I sort of felt like I probably wouldn't watch the next one. I remember enjoying, like you, several bits throughout, but not really connecting in the same way that that I did with, say, American Crime Story, which you could argue has a similar opulent world. And a lot of again, FX. And, yeah, FX doesn't really ever put a foot wrong. I don't think no. we're criticising this, but it's just not our didn't, thing. It didn't draw me in as much no. as because the caliber of everyone involved, you'd expect to. Uh, but it doesn't. But that will be coming to Sky Atlantic soon, and, and we will let you uh, know when. And finally, in this section of the podcast, HBO have a brand new comedy that was only half an hour and was called Barry. And I'd like Matt uh, to sum this up as well. I just did the first one. He's so good at the summing up. Um, and, and, and how familiar are you with Bill Hader? Because I'm not. Yeah, I like Bill Hader. Um, in this, he plays the titular Barry, who is a uh, war veteran turned hitman who sort of is very, you know, he's uh, can't disconnected sleep, from, fe- disconnected, from his feelings. Yeah, restless was the word I was looking for. Can't sleep, can't concentrate on anything. His, his sort of, I suppose, de facto boss, who's a friend of his dad, Fuchs, played by Stephen or Root. Fuchs, I think. Fuchs basically sort of almost like manipulates him it's clear that he's sort of suffering from ptsd 
his latest job is to go to LA and um, kill the lover of the wife of someone in the Serbian mafia. He finds out that the guy, his his latest uh, Mark, is a um, acting student who is in the class of Jean Kwasinou, who is the Henry Winkler character, who is just yeah. a he's just fantastic in this. He is like this sort of method actor who sort of berates his students and things like that but in a comic way and he meets sally who's this sort of likable girl who you think will become the love interest basically the first episode ends with barry deciding that he's sort of found people that he wants to be with found a purpose in acting but at the same time this serbian gang think oh he's he's lost the plot they try to kill him he kills two of them and then that's the sort of the feud going on is between the serbian gang and barry where well barry is trying to pursue his acting career and you saying last time about would you watch the next trust i have actually watched the second barry as well because i found a screener of it oh my god i have to say cards on the table i i i loved it i have to have to be completely honest because what it does so brilliantly is the light and shade and the comedy is there is brilliantly subtle it's not in your face and Henry Winkler, as you said, is is probably the most understated, but the most brilliant I've seen him in a long time. And I love the acting students and how they're all their stuff, because yeah. it's L.A. is based on movies and monologues from movies. The yeah. second episode has a great s- sequence where Barry and Sally um, are practicing a scene from Doubt, and he doesn't and quite understand what Doubt is. And I've heard that the... You know that it doesn't shy away from dark. In fact, it gets darker as it goes on. Mm. It doesn't shy away from the dark. Yeah, there moments. is a torture scene in episode. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost ten cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost twenty to thirty times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get a hundred blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com/holiday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do as well. Because yeah. the plot is that the Serbians are after and trying to manipulate Barry into working for them. You know, he changed his name to Barry Block from Barry Berkman. <laughs> And and at the NC and I like how they sort of did the exposition bit, you yeah. know, because the the first episode you don't really learn a lot about Barry. Bill Hader is almost like the straight man. No, but the know? opening is brilliant, isn't it? Mm. Just uh, that's that yeah. brilliant stark opening killing is just mm. really really good. Yeah, Cut, it's brilliant. It's one of my favourite things. That, one co-cre- of my... Co-created by um, Bill Hader along with Alec this... Berg, who wrote yeah. who wrote for. Seinfeld and Kobe Enthusiasm and Silicon Valley, but also this first wrote, one wrote... is written by him completely. Yes. Bill Hader as well. Yeah, and he's directed by him as well. Yeah, he's completely just fantastic in this. He's great. I like Stephen Root as well. I thought he was good in this, and mm. as you said, I thought Sarah Gold. But I mean, the entire cast are very good. Very I found good. the. 
the Serbian's a little bit comic, but even the the guy walking through and his daughter and all the friends are watching some show on the Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really enjoyed this. So you guys want him gone? Yes. yes. Now there's a lot of ways I can uh, do this for you. Um, one of them is I could stab him in the nut. That's something I, I did once, and I'm very comfortable doing it again. What? Or not. Why? Forget about it. Who would want this? Can't you just shoot him? Yeah. No, because I... being shot is very painful. Have you ever been shot? <laughs> I have. It's like crazy painful. Anything is better than stabbing guy in nuts. I'll, I'll shoot him. I'll shoot him. I'll shoot him. Okay. Go on. I think he's going to shoot him. We can't really praise this enough. Often, shows will come up and just sort of surprise me by how much I just fall under their spell. This is one that, yeah, if I could have watched episode two, three, and four after mm. the first one, I would have. Barry is coming soon-ish to Sky Atlantic. It's on HBO at the moment on Sunday nights in the States. So, yeah, Barry, definitely going to be and watching that on a weekly of basis. These, I think. Um, oh, right. okay. and, and one thing I do like about it as well, just to draw a line under it, is that um, the titles are sort of double meanings that... The first one, for example, is called Make Your Mark, which is both sort of like an acting thing and obviously Mark yeah. being yeah. the guy and, the and going on this sort of like make the unsafe choice, commit to you. Um, it's just, it is really good. And the only thing is you, you imagine that at some point the sort of the acting people that he's with are going to learn they're, about they're gonna, yeah, they, His words are going to converge. Yeah. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com So we're now back uh, on home turf to discuss some brand new UK shows. Matt's done so much summing up <laughs> West, I will do uh, the summing up of the brand new UK BBC One drama Come Home on BBC One at 9 o'clock on Tuesday nights. Three-parter written by Danny Brocklehurst. His recent uh, credits include uh, The Driver and more Ordinary recently Lies. Ordinary Lies and Exile, which we liked a few years ago. This is a three-part drama set in Northern Ireland for reasons I'm completely unaware of. Uh, Christopher Eccleston stars as a single dad raising um, two girls and a son. Uh, he's a single dad not through death or through divorce he's a single dad because his wife has just walked out on the family through no explanation no idea at all why she's left them there's sort of a mystery surrounding why the the wife played by Paula Malcolmson who we last saw in Broken last year was great uh, has left the family so there's a mystery there Christopher Eccleston's Greg trying to sort of rebuild his life and keep the family together he, he's a mechanic, mm. and he has a relationship with the girl who drives a van that's filled with sandwiches Sandwich van, yeah. and things. She's got an abusive husband. He takes this woman and her son in the house as well under his wing, and it's about him trying to come to terms with the new life and family life he's found himself in. The kids trying to discover why their mum would leave them, and it's all got northern irish accents and it's all done from from different perspectives so episode two will be from marie 
Paula Malcolmson's character's perspective, perhaps showing you more about the reasons for her departure. And episode three, I'm not sure whose perspective that's from, uh, but I know that it's a perspective thing in similar yeah. form, I suppose, to the affair on Showtime that we discussed donkeys years ago. Um, I have to put my cards on the table with this as well, and I don't know whether <laughs> I don't know whether my tastes have changed or this wasn't that engaging, but I feel like eight to ten years ago, this would have been something I'd be interested in. Now, I found it harder to get through than trust. I really, really struggled. I We watched it, or I watched it on our preview site. I kept looking at the timestamp to see how much was left. I found the accident from Christopher Eccleston believable, but also jarring and and nerve-wracking to think he was going to mess it up. I hated the way he said mother all the time. That really irritated me. There was no purpose for it to be set in Northern Ireland other than it was. And I just think that Nicholas Schindler and Red Productions have made some of my favourite dramas. But this just... I had no interest in this. I think you're overthinking it a little bit. You don't overthink other dramas where they're set in England. You don't overthink no, that. No, so, uh... I don't. But, I, but if this drama had been set there, I still wouldn't. If it had been set in Yorkshire, mm. I wouldn't be any more engaged with it. Personally, I liked him in this because I forgot I was watching Christopher Eccleston. I think I was thinking there'd be more revelations, and I think it's one where you have to watch all three, as you say, because it's from done from certain perspectives so this one was heavy on christopher eccleston because this was his um greg's episode this was seen from his perspective and you've got bits from paula malcolmson who we said we we loved in in broken and her episode i'm looking forward to more but i i thought there was enough here i liked the general theme of it at first i got the impression that the wife had sort of just disappeared and then we learned that she was living like two miles away. Again, mm. it had your favourite thing of the the scene, you know, from the end of episode at the start of the episode and then being shown again mm. of him mm. sort of almost like that breaking it That seems out. to be a Danny Brocklehurst yeah. trick. Yeah, because they did that mm. in The Driver as well, which I didn't feel like it needed in this. I, felt, I didn't no. know... The scene wasn't spectacular enough for... There no, to be that much like, intrigue. Oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I don't think it needed to do that. It almost felt like he was short on time and decided to do the same scene twice. Uh, but apart from that, I liked I liked Chris Reckleston's performance. I felt he conveyed the sort of the hurt, the sort of confusion, the the longing of wanting her back in his life. You know, this Brenner, the sandwich lady, almost felt like a replacement. I thought that it was almost felt like she was manipulating him, his good nature, and almost I felt that the revelation might be that she's being used by the ex-wife to sort of almost cause honey the trap. kids to leave. Yeah, almost like a honey trap sort of thing because everything was almost too contrived and the the stuff with the husband and the stuff with her being beaten up and things like that. Um, but no, I, I there was enough here for me and I, I, I felt engaged with the characters and I as I don't think I was overthinking things as much as you and I think that spoils your enjoyment on things from time to time, I feel. You're always thinking, is this going to be in the best of the year? Is this performance no, no, against was, this? Was, is this... More, but no, I think I, that. I, I just... Yeah. I wasn't connected with the characters to any degree. Mm-hmm. I like things that are set in the land of the human emotion yeah. and, and people 
disconnecting and connecting with one another. But this didn't gel for me at all. And no. I, I, I didn't really think about it being the best of the year or anything like that. I no. don't Because I wasn't connected, then I started to go off with... Oh, his, his accent's going yeah. a bit funny here. And then you, you yeah, I get I get that now. Yeah, I, okay, I understand that a bit more why you were focusing on the accent because you just didn't care about the characters. But there's enough intrigue here, and I I'm I'm willing to give it another go just because I want to see more of Paula Malcolmson because I think she's going to be the the bigger draw here. And I think it's one way you have to watch all three to get the full appreciation of it. So yeah, see, I I didn't feel like I need like I wanted to continue, okay. really. And it might be a case of where you, you go, oh, it takes a really surprising turn that you'll never guess, and you shouldn't be so hard on it. In which case, it won't be too much of a slog to go yeah. back and watch the final two. Danny Brocklehurst has written some of my favourite dramas and some of my least favourite, and this just happens to fall. You know, in neither category. It's sort of one that I, you know, if we weren't recording a podcast, I'd have watched that and forgotten about it and mm. not really have okay. given it much more thought. But yes, maybe I'm harsh. I don't know. Make your own mind up uh, by viewing it on the iPlayer and on Tuesday nights on uh, BBC One. We'd also love to hear from you. The old email box has been a bit empty mm. over the last few months or so, really, if we're being honest with you so let us know maybe you completely disagree with uh, matt and i on i know you won't have seen trust or barry yet but certainly um come home I'd unless you live in the states you may well do good on you um but yeah i'm really, really interested because maybe i'm being too harsh on these current crop of uk dramas custard tv reviews that's with an s on the end if i didn't enunciate at gmail.com you can also get in touch with me at TV on Twitter or at Matt's TV Bites for Matt should you want to go that direction. But yeah, we'd like to hear from you because obviously our opinions are just that. So we'd like to have sure. somebody else's opinions in there. Can I quickly talk about Save Me, which is yes, sort of almost which is um, almost finished its um, linear run on Sky Atlantic now. I believe the penultimate episode is Wednesday night talking about like shows of the year this is one which i probably would put in there because i this one has really stuck with me and as you were saying before i have said this to you several times watch this because this does take an interesting turn right can you break this down for me okay to intrigue me and viewers who and listeners rather who might just think you know what yeah i'll give this a go so i mean the first episode essentially set it out as like a um Sort of a kidnap drama, a, a crime drama in a way that Lenny James's character Nelly um, was arrested for sort of kidnapping the daughter who come to see him that he'd basically never seen before. He had set out to be the the guy who found her basically, but the the other story that sort of plays in between it is the story of Stephen Graham's character Melon, who, if you remember at the end of the first episode, is picked up by the police. And it turns out he's on the sex offenders register um, because when he was he was like working in like an outward bounds um, like course and he sort of fallen for one of the girls who was 15 at the time and mm. was arrested, went to prison for a year. And it turns out that girl was his girlfriend who we met as well, Bernie. It's almost like this exploration of 
is he is he cured? Was it just he'd fallen in love with this girl who just happened to be fifteen, and or is there something more to it? And we see this sort of really sort of grim side of things that he's looking at these sites, these girls, like these young girls trapped in rooms and things like that, who were there for like the gratification of people watching online. And at first we think, oh no, he's not like, you know, reformed. And then it's like, well, he's trying to find the daughter of um, Nelly. He's trying to find her in one of these rooms because he's got a feeling that that's what's happened, that she has been sort of kidnapped by a paedophile ring. And and then it goes, there are scenes in it that make your skin crawl when like Melon and Nelly go to these, like this club operated specifically for, paedophiles basically where young girls come round to the tables and it's an interesting thing and I'd never seen this in a drama before now and it was a completely different side and they do still keep up with like the Susan Lynch character and things like that in the bar and things like that which which helps give it almost like a lighter side and, and the sort of investigation but I thought the stuff with Stephen Graham was, was the best stuff in this for me I follow Nick Murphy the director on Twitter who obviously, quite rightly, is retweeting a lot of praise, but also answering questions of people who have denounced the ending, saying, oh, it was really good up until the ending. Seen that Which I won't times. reveal because it hasn't aired on TV yet, so I don't but, think that's but you But you will reveal to me following this conversation. Yeah. And, and did, did you, you know, would you be one of those people to say that to Nick Murphy, or were you more content with the conclusion? I would say... It was believable in terms of it being like a, a a realistic conclusion if this was the real world, but not if you were like in a drama. Do you know what I mean? So not everything in the real world is clean and tidy. And tidy. Like Kiri. Yeah. It was like the ending of Kiri, for example. That's what I would equate it to. The pe- a lot okay. of people had a problem with the end of Kiri, didn't they? Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah. But Although, do you know do you know what I mean? It was what yeah. it's one of those like the end of Kiri. Yeah. There was stuff that still hadn't been resolved that what hadn't been neatly tidied up. But yeah. and some people just need yeah. everything. Yeah, that's what I bow. would say. That's yeah. what I would say. Without yeah. revealing the specifics, that is what I would say. But as I say, going into this world of like paedophiles that I don't think has been dealt with before. I can't remember another drama that has done it so well. And Stephen Graham's performance in this is just is just tremendous. That is Save Me. Uh, now, have I convinced to... you to watch it at all or no? Yeah, no, I, I, I keep saying that I yeah. will and I will because it's very rare. I know we somewhat disagreed mm. on Come Home. What I will say is I reckon with Come Home, I may well agree with you eventually. I, I feel it might go the other way. But I think Save Me, if you sort of give it another chance, I think that you would you would like it, I think, okay. knowing you the way I do. All right, then, pick of the week. No, where... no, no, no. What have we forgotten? Lee no, Dean. Oh, Christ, we have forgotten that. <laughs> Finally, uh, a brand new comedy on Channel 4. This is called Lee and Dean. And in much the same vein as Save Me, this is going to be on the TV on a weekly basis, but all on all four after the debut on Friday night at 10 o'clock. Mockumentary in the same vein as this country or the office maybe uh, about two people who run a building firm their names are Lee and Dean they are very close uh, there's there's the pieces to camera the talking heads and it's about their life and what happens 
when Lee becomes romantically involved and subsequently engaged and uh, pushes Dean aside. Uh, and I had high hopes in this. You saw mm. it at the trailer at Edinburgh and said it was, it was promising. Yeah. We had three, the comedy woman from Channel 4, I think we had three clips. I, I can't remember what one of them was. One of them was Derry Girls and one of them was this. And of the three, this was the one where... Mm. We all went, yeah, that's quite funny. And it was the scene, I think, at the start when they were introducing like the members of the building team yeah. and things like that, like Little Dean and Midnight and people like that. Yeah. And the trailers that Channel 4 had been trading made it look uh, like something that I would enjoy. I do love the mockumentary style mm. of this country, probably the best example of that in recent memory. However, I found this a little bit less disciplined and a bit more all mm. over the place. Uh, than this country The humour is a bit more laddish. But as far as storytelling, I thought it it was a bit disconnected basic. and a bit all over the place and a very basic. So much so that I felt the need to ask Matt to watch the second episode, which I mm. did as well. I think it was unfair to judge a comedy of this style on just the opening episode. But the story doesn't really hold together overly well you mm. I don't ever f- it I almost felt... feel yeah it almost feels like um they've done and i said this about derek as well that they've done the documentary format because it's easier to handle mm. the exposition with this country the documentary style makes sense they explain it at the start why they're doing the documentary that this episode this week's episode of this country in particular sees them that. address the camera. Do you not not get bored of this? I, I appreciate you've got a job to do, but does it not get a bit boring just following us to about? Who is this even aimed at? There's no one we know watches it. I did like some of this. I'll give I'll give it yeah, the benefit of the too. doubt. I did. My, like some... I felt it's got a sort of a charm to it. I didn't find yeah, it offensive ever. It's, I mean, the, the insinuation that Dean, who's the sort of the dimmer one, is in love with Lee. Lee is the sort of the popular, the smart one, the one who has all the success with the ladies. Some of the bits aren't really well explained, but there's certain gags that Yeah, really that's, how I fi- that's how I yeah. felt, yeah. I, I mean, a, a woman in a shop mobility scooter stuck in a pub door will never not be funny. What did he say? <laughs> she's got her fags or something, yeah. <laughs> Got, she's got a drink. She's fine. Yeah. And they're dancing around later on. I just thought, oh, yeah. that was a, that made me laugh. There are certain bits which generally, genuinely made me laugh. There was enough jokes in each episode, but I don't yeah. think everything hung no, together. That's ex- in, basically, yeah. that's exactly how I feel. I think you believe the world, but I don't think the story hangs together. And there are no, some good there gags. There aren't really. There aren't really. There isn't really a story. Let's well, I, prefer, I preferred this. I have to say, I preferred the first two episodes of this to the first two episodes of Derry Girls. Maybe that's just me, but a lot of people were praising Derry Girls when that started, and it took me to the end of the series to really get what they were talking about. Whereas here, I think I enjoyed it more on sort of first impressions were better than Derry Girls for me, for Lee and Dean. It didn't feel really of this time in mm. a weird way. Yeah. It sort of felt like. Akin Spoofing to something like the... Phoenix Knights and yeah. things like that. It's sort of yeah, felt like ten years like too late. It wasn't in 2018 at yeah. all. No, I get that. I get that. Um, um, but uh, at the same time, a lot of these sort of characters do exist oh, in the world. But absolutely, I know what you're yeah. saying. It feels like I think the style of it, the the, the mockumentary mm. style of it, is, is reminiscent of the documentaries, the docu soaps they used to make in the late 90s. Yeah, 
But we know that format still works, yeah. a la this country. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I, I, I can see why Channel 4 are putting this all on box yeah. sets. Sometimes we go, well, why would they do that? This does work well in that context mm. because you can just... If you enjoyed it like we did, you could just go on and watch all six and be done. And I don't know, much like Damned earlier on in the year, I don't know how well I'll remember this This was... Week. I- it's quite forgettable, as you forgot yeah, to talk it about is. it. I and do genuinely also, forget about and talking about it. Also, um, I watched it on Saturday. We were recording on Tuesday. Yeah. But it hasn't stuck with me in the way other things have no. in that period of time. But I, I tell I, you what would be interesting is how, how it is perceived when everybody's seeing yes, it. And whether yeah. it becomes this big thing like this country did or whether it doesn't go on people's radars at all. And Dairy it, Girls, which seems to have been very popular yeah. on social media. It feels to me, and again, I might be going too deep, like Channel 4 commissioned this and said, right, off you go, and just gave them no help and let them get on with well, it. Well, I did it feel... Like I it did... needs a bit of guidance. I, I think bit. that's what... Ha- I think that is what happened, because I remember them telling the story of, like, seeing, like, a, a spec scene and thinking, oh, this is really funny, and just let them get on with it to an extent. I'm sure there was guidance. It didn't feel like there was no. enough... To... Discipline. Yeah, discipline's a great word for it. Friday night, nine at uh, ten o'clock. Channel Four for Lee and Dean. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email: custardtvreviews at gmail dot com. Easter weekend. If you're not overdosing on cheese eggs, <laughs> which. You know, <laughs> it's not a euphemism, it is a real thing. That sounded terrible, didn't it? I apologise to anyone I've inadvertently offended there. And there's some, what we hope, will be discussion-worthy and interesting TV on in the form of our pick of the week. So, uh, what would you like to go for, Matt in the North? So, shall I go for Kiss Me First, which is the um, new... Uh, Drama from Brian Elsley, who bought a Skins, based on like a um, a digital world, like yeah. an online world, and it's uh, sort of yeah, a bit of Matrixes Matrix stuff to it. It's interesting. It feels unique reading the um, the blurb, um, and I, yeah, I'll be interested to watch it. So that's on Monday on Channel Four at ten p.m. And my pick is uh, something that was due over Christmas that got pulled because of all the sexual uh, scandals that are going on with one of its former stars, Ed Westwick. This is the new Agatha Christie drama from Sarah Phelps, who in the past has brought us Witness for the Prosecution and and Then There Were None. This is the latest three-parter from her. It's Ordeal by Innocence, starring Bill Nye, Morven Christie. Christian Cook, isn't it, who's yeah, replaced Ed Westwick? who replaced Ed Westwick. I do feel, and this may be another of my idiosyncrasies, if you are <laughs> taking note of them on your bingo card, that this might struggle a bit being over three Sundays rather than over three mm. nights, because I really enjoy those mm. over three nights as they've been over Christmases in the past. But yeah, Ordeal by Innocence, Easter Sunday at nine. Okay, so we gave you our Twitters earlier. Uh, we gave you the email address, custardtvreviews at gmail.com. Matt mentioned Patreon there. Yeah. If you'd like to support us over on that service, give as little as you can. Uh, for um, There for, is... Uh, I was just going to say, we've already got seven extra helpings. Yeah. Uh, there might Those be an eight. bits where we talk about things yeah. that 
didn't um, get fit just through basically time, didn't fit on the main podcast, but are worthy of your your ears if you are a TV nerd such as Matt and myself. There's also box sets on there if you want to pay a tiny bit extra. And the money is going, I suppose, into our collective website pocket, but we're not going to Greg's with it and getting sausage rolls. We are, although... No, cream slices. True. Uh... Oh, <laughs> <but> we... <laughs> I feel like we've gone down a road we shouldn't go down. No, it's it's to help us... There are a few screenings uh, coming up. They're based in London. I think all these things assume that everyone working on websites such as ours uh, is London-based and London-centric and can get to the centre of London easily at a drop of a hat for these things. But it costs us more in in either uh, petrol for cars or train tickets and things. And it all helps and it all mounts up. And I do this as sort of a hobby-stroke job. A jobby, if you will. Yeah. And uh, Matt, yeah, I'm one of those uh, after you eat too many of them sausage rolls from Greg. <laughs> Not going towards that. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to help us out, we appreciate it. Uh, uh, one thing I want to mention as well is if you can't afford to back us on Patreon, subscribe to us on YouTube because then yeah. eventually we may be able to get some money from that because they yeah. YouTube recently changed the policies on yeah. monetization, so that won't cost you anything just to subscribe to our site and it is now all up to date we have individual reviews edited together um so if you don't picture with a lovely picture goes uh all the going all the way back to 2013 so if you just if you're a recent listener to the podcast don't want to listen to the whole shows have a look at what we've reviewed previously um and all of this year's reviews up to date are now on there as well so if you could subscribe to us and share the videos as well, that would be nice and like them. Another way actually is to uh, give us a five star review on iTunes. Just say a few kind words on iTunes, help raise us in the podcast stakes and, and uh, maybe we'll become more sort of well-known within the TV podcasting community. That'd be good. We're also on all the podcast apps like Stitcher in the U S and all the other ones. Anywhere you find a podcast, we should be there. Search the Custard TV podcast. We will be back next week. That is it for this week. Have a lovely Easter. And uh, also, thank you for listening. Because it would just be Matt and I chatting otherwise. In- and I don't need that in my life. Enjoy your, enjoy your cheese eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to end on that, yeah. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.